0: If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into The Wrap. For the middle of March 2022, you're listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And if you're someone who fancies themselves a bit of an Apple fan person, you probably know all too well what happened earlier on because Apple had an event. Yes, it had an event, though it was a largely expected event with a new iPhone announced, even if it wasn't one of the new flagship models as Apple replaced the iPhone SE. An update to what is largely becoming known as the entry-level iPhone, the SE has been updated to include a new chip straight out of last year's iPhone 13, meaning it also has support for 5G. Other than that, it's largely the same iPhone, with the same 4.7-inch screen, fingerprint sensor under the home button, and even pretty much the same camera. Interestingly, Apple's iPhone SE gives Apple something Google doesn't offer in Australia anymore, with a 5G phone around the $700 mark, which is where this one sits. You can find Android phones around there, but not something from Google. Apple also updated its iPad Air, and it's basically now like the iPad Pro with its M1 computer chip found inside. That more or less sounds like a standard sort of refresh, though we'll have more on it when we review it later on. However, the most interesting Apple stuff came from its computers, which may well be what the focus of the event was largely about. You see Apple used the event to launch a new chip, the M1 Ultra, and it's basically two chips joined together to work even faster than one. And Apple is throwing this technology into one machine, the Mac Studio. It's a little like the Mac Mini but taller with a whole heap of grunt inside. It's a computer not made for most people or most needs, really focusing on the creative with content creators at the heart. It's no wonder it'll be a little expensive And goes with a new 27-inch screen coming from Apple as well, something that kind of replaces the iMac 27, which is now gone. In short, the combination of a new Mac Studio and Mac Studio display are basically Apple's high-end, at least until a new Mac Pro arrives, likely in the middle of the year, during Apple's WWDC. Before then, there are a few things happening, such as how Tasmania has joined the world of 5G in Australia, at least on Optus, which switched on the technology with a bit of a catch. If you're listening to this show in Tasmania and you're an optus person you may have 5g now but only if you have some very specific phones namely samsung's galaxy phones from last year and this year and the oppo find x3 pro we checked with optus on whether it will work on 5g iphones like the aforementioned iphone se and the answer is well no Fortunately, it should work eventually in Tasmania and indeed much of the rest of the country. Elsewhere in technology, Google is prepping a new version of Android just for tablets, which also means folding phones will likely see a version of Android made for their bigger screens too. Coming in Android 12L, it's a shift back to the good old days, back when there were two flavors of Android, one for phone and one for tablet much like there is now for the iPhone and the iPad. And while we're talking about Android phones, we're kicking off our reviews for this show with an Android phone, and one we've been itching to finish off the Motorola Edge 20 Fusion. You can think of this one as a $500 phone because that's what it is, bringing a sizable 6.7-inch screen with support for 5G to the $500 price point. And then something kind of extra, a huge 108-megapixel camera. That's more or less unheard of at this price, offering a big camera to match its big screen, and from what we found in our review, a fairly big battery life to boot. Like its Edge 20 sibling, we found roughly two days of battery life were possible from the Edge 20 Fusion, while the specs listing red really well as well. While the Edge 20 looks good on paper and performs quite well, the camera is seriously slow, often leaving you with blurry shots or images that don't quite work. It's so slow it kind of dents the inclusion of the big camera which affects the overall package. But if you can live without the camera, there's great value to be had here, which is much the same feeling we have on one other gadget we're reviewing, a pair of earphones from Jabra, the Elite Active 4. They're another of the many, many truly wireless earphones you can find, but they come with the ability to cancel noise, they come with water resistance, plus some decent comfort, for under 200 bucks in Australia. They also have an app to support them, but more importantly, they're fairly balanced and easy on the ears, making them a great option for folks who just want to get stuck into their sound. There's nearly 30 hours of battery life between the earphones and the case, which is great. And while the noise cancellation is a little on the basic side, the Elite Active 4 earphones are pretty solid value all around. For now, you've been listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. Everything on this show and more can be found at thewrap.com.au and a new episode can be found at listeners, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts every week. For now, have a great week, and we'll see you next time on The Wrap. Stay safe, stay sane, and take care.